Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Shot in the dark. Welcome to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it. First of all, excuse me if my voice is a little raspy. Uh, just a little under the weather. Had a rough uh, couple days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, AW Dark Elevation. This is the show that was at Arthur Ashe Stadium before Dynamite and Rampage. So only three matches here. Uh, I was live in attendance for this, so I didn't catch the people's names. So it's a good thing I went ahead and rewatched it here. Because the first match, Thunder Rosa defeated Kayla Sparks with the Fire Thunder Driver. Uh, Sparks making her AW debut. She actually stopped wrestling back in 2007 and just had a comeback this year. So good to see her here. Um, the next match was Dark Order. John Silver, Alex Reynolds, Allen Five Angels, and Ten defeated the team of TJ Crawford, Eric James, Kevin Tibbs, and Dean Alexander. Uh, Tibbs is making his debut. He's wrestled on SmackDown on 205 Live. And Crawford also making his debut, who has been seen on Impact. Fun quick match here with Ten making James submit to the full Nelson. And the last match, Paul White defeated CPA, VSK, and RSP, Ricky Shane Page, uh, in a three-on-one handicap match. The Gun Club came out during this match to watch Paul White. But uh, White knocks out RSP and then pins CPA and VSK after a double choke slam. And then they kind of ended the show with a couple of interviews from after Grand Slam um, from Britt Baker, MJF, Brian Danielson, the men of the year, Eddie Kingston, Homicide, Brian Pillman Jr., Ortiz, Paul White, and the acclaimed. And they even showed the rap battle between Max Caster and Tony Khan, where Tony brought out little Uzi Vert to come and help him win the battle. Tuesday's AEW Dark. This is from AEW Universal, as they kept calling it now. The show starts with Santana Garrett. You might remember her from NXT. She's making her AEW debut, saying that this place looks pretty familiar, alluding to her time in TNA, and that she's happy to be here. But Diamante interrupts her and says that they should have a match next week and they get into a little brawl. Thunder Rosa defeated Nikita Knight, making her debut with the Peruvian necktie. Private Party defeated the team of Carly Bravo and JDX. Um, Private Party pins Bravo after the gin and juice. Kira Hogan, who is now officially signed to AEW, as they said, uh, defeated Layla Gray with a roundhouse kick. 
10 defeated Brandon Gore easily with the full Nelson. Cesar Bononi and Adrian Jaoud, the former Arturo Rujas from NXT, uh, making his debut here. They teamed up here. No wingmen. Uh, they had a Brazilian connection here. They defeated the team of Jake St. Patrick and Ryzen with Bononi getting the pin on Ryzen. So, obviously, with them in Universal Studios in Orlando, you might be seeing a lot more uh, former NXT names here that they're in the Florida uh, region. Lance Archer defeated Arjun Singh in 15 seconds with the blackout. This is funny because he pretty much beat him up outside of the ring the entire time. And then when it's, once the bell rang, he just finished the match. Ricky Starks, a record of 12 and 2, defeated Darius Lockhart with a spear. A really good nine minute match. Uh, Lockhart's making his debut, but he's a name I've been hearing a lot about. Very good up and coming wrestler. He's been wrestling in the Indies since 2014. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson with a record of 22 and 6 defeated Adrian Alanis and Liam Gray from the Skulk. Evil Uno gets the pin on Gray after a PK pile driver combo. Julia Hart defeated Rekka Tahaka with a running bulldog. Bear Country defeated Jameson Ryan and Brick Aldridge uh, after Bear Bronson pins Ryan with a cannibal in the corner. Uh, Beer Boulder showed a little bit of an injury here. I know he just came back from injury. Uh, hopefully he's okay. I did see that he did wrestle after this event at some indie shows, so it looks like he's okay. And the main event, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel defeated the team of QT Marshall and Aaron Solo of the Factory. Crazy fast-moving match here. Even at one spot, Martin and Seidel, they hit like its in-stereo moonsaults from the top of the stage. Pretty impressive looking. But Martin gets the pin on Solo after a springboard moonsault. We move on over to NXT UK, where we get the final semifinal match of the Heritage Cup number one contender tournament. As Wolfgang defeated Tiaman, Wolfgang gets the first pin in round one with a twisting suplex. Tiaman comes back in round three with a sliding forearm, but Wolfgang gets the second pin and the win in round four after a spear and will go on to face Noam Dar in the finals. Blair Davenport has a quick video telling Sid Scholar to be smart and to reinstate her or bad things will continue to happen. Uh, we go to Subculture, who's I get about to go take some photos, and they notice that their set got vandalized with graffiti by it looks like Sam Gradwell, uh, because he he spray painted the word Yog. Gallus are seen celebrating in Jordan Devlin's dressing room. He comes in, he gets pissed off, and then he gets kicked out of his own dressing room. Ginny defeated Isla Dawn with a face buster off the second rope and a little bit of help and distraction from Joseph Connors. Danny Luna is seen working out from earlier in this week and Zaya Brookside comes out and challenges her and says that she has the strength but does she have the speed. We get another video of Charlie Dempsey showing him in action. He's also studying wrestling, uh, wrestling books and wrestling tapes and says that he is coming next week. Trent Seven is seen talking to Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter and he makes a little bit of a friendly challenge with them two facing off against Mustache Mountain next week. They made that match official, as well as Jordan Devlin versus Joe Coffee. In the main event, number one contendership triple threat match, as A-Kid defeated Nathan Fraser and Rampage Brown. Fantastic 16-minute match here. Definitely recommend it. The finish came with A-Kid pinning Fraser after a German suplex and a jumping kick. So we are going to get A-Kid versus Isla Dragunov, and I cannot wait for that match. NWA Power starts with Tim Storm interviewing Thomas Latimer, Chris Adonis, and Camille of Strictly Business. Uh, Tom Latimer gets in his face about asking questions, and then Storm goes into the ring and says they can take it in there. And then Nick Aldis, also Strictly Business, runs out and stops Strictly Business from putting their hands on Storm. So pretty interesting here. Melina comes out and says that... Um, one of these days, she will take out Camille, and Camille is not invincible. And then Chelsea Green comes in in her hot mess mode, carrying her trophy that she won a couple weeks ago, and says that she deserves to be champion. Hawks Irie, the team of Luke Hawks and PJ Hawks, defeated the team of Colby Carino and JTG, with PJ Hawks pinning Carino after a double-team suplex. We get a quick promo from Scion, where he talks about wanting to win the TV title from Tyrus, and says that he will challenge him on December 4th at Hard Times too. 
So we go to Austin Idol, who's with Tyrus, Black Jeez, and Jordan Clearwater. They respond and say that they will take Cyan out and take his mask off. And then Tyrus says that he looked in Cyan's eyes and he thinks that he knows who he is. So pretty interesting here. Um, I got to do a little bit of digging, but I wonder if it's somebody who might have been in the same season of NXT as uh, Tyrus when he was Brodus Clay. But um, I've been thinking the same thing. He definitely looks familiar, but I can't put my finger on who it is. Match number two saw Genocide defeated Allison K with a roll-up after Lady Frost came out and distracted K. Now, as a result of this, Paola Blaze and Genocide will get a tag team title shot against the hacks of Allison K and Marty Bell. May Valentine interview Love Rebellion and ask who they would rather face, The End or Hawks Irie. They say it doesn't matter, and they are taking those titles to Mexico. This is a little confusing because the tournament hasn't finished yet, but I wonder if this may, might have aired out of order because they kind of made it seem like The End and Hawks Irie are the two finalists of this, and uh, we're still have about four teams, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. We might have gotten spoiled. Judas versus James Storm, it pretty much ended in a no contest after both of these competitors were ignoring the referee. And the main event was a triple threat tag team match as the Pope and Trevor Murdoch defeated the teams of Crimson and Jeremiah Plunkett and the end with the Pope pinning Plunkett after running these to the face. Uh, Jack Stane comes out and he goes to cash in his title shot that he won uh, against uh, Trevor Murdoch, but Crimson goes ahead and stops him as the show ends. 205 Live or uh, 2.05 Live? <laughs> it's been a little bit different recently, a little bit change of direction. It's been more of like a B-show for NXT, uh, but if they continue this way, I think they definitely have to change the name. Call it something else. Obviously, people on this show are not 205 Live. As a uh, first match, Quion, uh, Zion Quinn defeated Only Lorcan with a ripcord forearm. Uh, made quick work of him in a couple minutes. This is the first match for Lorcan back on 205 since September of 2020, and these two ended up having a rematch on this week's NXT. Ikemen Jiro defeated Malik Blade with the Eichmann Splash, and the main event, Ember Moon defeated Cora Jades with the Eclipse. Uh, very good 7-minute match here. We have another episode of New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong from the Fighting Spirit on Lee show. On this show, Yuji Nagata and Yura Yurimura defeated Kevin Knight and DKC. This is Yurimura's strong debut. Nagata makes Kevin Knight submit to the crossface. The second match was Jay White defeating Wheeler Yuta with the Switchblade after a very intense 11-minute match. Definitely recommend this match as well. After the match, Jay White calls out Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, and then Ishii comes out, and Jay White leaves and says he doesn't want to fight him. And then he comes back in, he hits a low blow and a Blade Runner on Ishii. So it looks like we will be getting this match soon on Strong. And the main event, Ren Narita defeated Fred Rosser with a roll-up in a 15-minute match. Very good. Uh, the ending was a little bit... Funky, I guess you could say. Fred Rosser looked like he wasn't panned or he did kick out. Uh, so he does kind of dispute the finish a little bit after. Ring of Honor this week, we have a pure rules match as Brian Johnson defeated PJ Black um, with the process uh, and a little bit of cheating. This was treated as a student and teacher type of match. And the four-corner survival, Brody King defeated Jay Lethal, Kenny King, and Shane Taylor with Brody King pinning Taylor after a big lariat. WWE main event, we saw Cedric Alexander defeated Lince Dorado. Uh, interesting here, Lince Dorado actually came out solo. Uh, no mention of Grandma Talik. I know there's been rumors of maybe Grandma Talik being a little bit unhappy and wanting to leave. I personally think that's great. I would love to see Grandma Talik in a NWA or a uh, MLW or even an Impact. Uh, definitely MLW. I feel like they've been going that round, obviously, with Azteca Underground. I can see um, him kind of shining there. Uh, so yeah, Cedric beat Lince Dorado and Karrion Cross defeated Ricochet. Uh, speaking of MLW really quick, if you guys haven't seen, they have returned um, back on YouTube for the Alpha series, which is like a mini series, I guess you can say. They did in the past show the Battle Riot 
in uh in its totality, but they are showing uh the rest of their tapings from Philadelphia way back when I attended the shows. So the first show is up on YouTube. Uh every Wednesday they put a show up and I do have reports on pulsewrestling.com if you want to check it out. And uh Karrion Cross defeated Ricochet was the second match on main event. The WWE Network editions of the week we have our usual ICW Fight Club episode, but then we got five episodes of WXW. They just kind of uh loaded a whole bunch of episodes that they taped in the last year or so. Uh included the fans appreciation night one and night two, uh shortcut to the top, we love wrestling twenty one, and the twentieth anniversary show, which is interesting because um it actually featured a Alexander Wolf or the man formerly known as Alexander Wolf, Axel Tischel. Uh, after he got released from WWE, he did go back to WXW where he is best known for, and he did wrestle on this show, so if you want to check him out, it's on the WWE network. That is it for me this week. Uh, again, I apologize uh, for my voice. I did survive almost in 15 minutes. Um, you can catch me this week on MCU Later with WH Park and Wei Ting, talking about episode 8 of What If. And uh, yeah, go back and support Up Next and Be the Elite from last week. Uh, I popped up on that as well, recording um, the review of AW Grand Slam. So if you haven't heard that, definitely check it out. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.